look. How do I not know about the cat? I want to see the cat. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm 95% sure Steve doesn't know what a pilcher is. <clears throat> and I definitely don't know what that is. Question mark? And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the patient pilcher. So, gentlemen, how are you? How is, how is everyone? Al, what is a pilcher? Um, t- side note, uh, <laughs> Google Meet uh, auto-captions thinks that Fools with Tools, pronounced by Steve, is Forza Tools, like the uh, vehicular-themed <laughs> like the yeah. Xbox game. Uh, a pilcher, it's someone who makes pilches, obviously. That would be obviously. pretty fucking obvious. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I could be so stupid. To be fair, uh, so what um, what have you been up to this week then? Whilst you're taking a big sip of what looks like lager, it's Kolsch. Lager. I've got a keg of Kolsch. Unless I drink a keg a week, it's going I mean, to be the same as it was last week. I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> I mean, it's delicious. Life. Um, uh, yes. What, so what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, drinking an entire keg. So. Unofficially named Bangers Two or Bangers the Second um, went off to the MOT this morning um, with only the scantest of fuel contrails behind me from the massive catastrophic fuel leak in the uh, lines. <laughs> um, but it wasn't that far to the MOT carriage, so I think I got away with it. Um, and because of said hazards, I had to go really early in the morning and. Hmm. The garage wasn't open, so it was just a case of drop the keys through the little secret cubby hole. And I don't yeah. know. It's out of my hands now. Um, they're super busy, and because it's not my daily driver, I'm not in a rush. So I've just said to them, deal with it when you can. Yeah. And let me know if it passes. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, it's going to fail. Um, <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's out of my hands. It's, and I'm just playing the waiting game now. Um, and this weekend, um, it was another um, natatorial escape for the scouts. So we went to a specific um, campsite where it's all about adventures on the water. So canoeing, kayaking, raft building, uh, what's the other one? Dinghy, dry, driving. I don't know. Uh, paddle boarding, paddle boarding, that was the other one. There we go. Um, so, yeah, just lots of moist 10-year-olds um, crying about how cold they are and how they only brought one pair of shoes, despite <laughs> what the kit list says, um, for an entire weekend. So I'm exhausted, had no sleep. Oh, and the campsite was very quaint, and it was next to a little... Uh, village toll bridge where there's a the, the village parish whatever yeah jesus i don't know owns the bridge um jesus and you have to you, bridge. you have to pay 40 pence to jesus to cross the bridge oh. every time which is very quaint it's very english there's a little that, man in a in a high-vis vest or a, a car bridge a car bridge but it's structurally a footbridge it's made of wood <laughs> Um, so you imagine 75 scouts sleeping in a field next to a bridge made of wood. Ooh, and what happens yeah. every time a car drives past? So nobody slept. Oh, no, no, no. Every single 
beam moves. Oh, like a proper rattle. Rattle to central. Um, like like a wooden roller coaster. Exactly like a wooden roller coaster, except with massive Land Rovers going over it all the time because you're in the countryside in the north of England. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm tired. <laughs> Sounds fucking amazing. I'm I'm super jealous of your weekend. <laughs> Uh, Brett, what about you? How little sleep have you had this week? Um, I feel like I'm kind of catching up. Question mark. That's not true. I went to bed at 2 o'clock last night and I woke up at 4.30. What's the the deal? No, Steve. (laughs) We're recording prior to the time. Anyway. It's it's nearly 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's like 10 o'clock, dude. You're in the future. (laughs) You're in. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, it was kind of a marathon drive back from Anne's. Uh, d- I did get to go to Ben Snur's place and spend nice. two hours. I think I got two hours with Ben, and he was a goddamn delight. Uh, ended up taking me and Jess for a huge uh, jaunt through some of his land, which is just beautiful. It's just gorgeous. It's hard to kind of describe what Texas land is like if you've never experienced it, but I don't know. Every time I've driven by on this highway, which I've done this drive a lot, it's just kind of flat farmland uh, in the upper part of Texas. But you Mm. get to Ben's place and there's hundreds of feet of elevation difference and little valleys and trenches and things like that that exist on this property. And it's gorgeous. And very private and secluded, but it's like 2,500 acres, and it's beautiful. Nice. Um, he was a champion uh, to, to let us swing by and, and hang out, but he was obviously a busy chap, as he always is. I got to see the workshop. Beautiful tools. Some of the stuff that he made, it was grand. Uh, I may or may not have brought home a purchased 150-some-odd pound piece of steel anyway uh it's in the back of the truck so uh i have to share that at some point soon because i now i think i genuinely have like a little collection going of the fishers like at first it was like i have two of them does that count no (laughs) what about three what about five Uh oh um yeah anyway ben was a delight it was it was so nice to be able to meet him in person because it was the first time we've ever met even though we've known each other for a few years uh, and then it was like beeline back to the desert and try and get set up over here. Um, I had to go and pick up my truck like immediately, which I kind of forgot about in the last few hours of the drive. I was like, oh, I have to drive all the way over just to pick up the truck that I parked over there. And then I had to pay them more money because of the extended trip because of the COVID and all the nah! So now I feel like I spent the last couple of days just putting things back together and I left my place in a bit of a state. So a lot of cleaning and organizing. I am working on uh, the giant tentacle project uh, amidst the heat. And that's about it. That's what I nice. got going on. I feel like Ben was the real highlight of the week. <laughs> I mean, Be- Ben is the, He's the highlight of, of most weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. See? Uh, yeah, no, that sounds really good, man. I mean, I'm excited to see the, the new purchase. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, who, who wouldn't want to spend even just a couple of hours with Ben? So, He's just... Um, He's a delight, and I know, I know, you know, doing somebody else's voice is not necessarily warranted sometimes. But when I 
was discussing said hundred and some odd piece of steel that I took away from Michelle. He's like, I'll give you a smoking deal. And this is a friend thing, and it's got to be right here. And he's like, just, it, it sounded like a snake oil salesman for a minute. Because yeah. you're like, oh my God, the Texas accent's coming out. And he's like, well, you can take it today, and it costs this much. I'm like, okay. He's brilliant. Yeah, a, yes, he is. Um, what about you, yeah. Steve? What have you been doing? Uh, I, I have... Uh, I've been working a lot, and again, the devil you there. say. Yeah. Uh, although Wednesday, I didn't go into work because Wednesday I got into my nice, reliable car that I have no problems with, and that's why I purchased it. And every warning light comes on, <laughs> brake system failure, immobilizer, check manual, fucking lights, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck. And like, not even like, cranking literally nothing from the engine when you turn the key um and uh, i spent all day trying to figure that out um played around with that got like ripped half the fucking thing apart uh mm-hmm. pulled literally every single fuse out of it to see if any of the fuses were fucked the battery was on charge for um like six hours uh so it was disconnected for six hours and battery on charge make sure it wasn't that nothing obvious nothing that i could see uh put the battery back in still nothing didn't start all the same warnings everything fuck gonna have to take this to the garage so uh organized to get it towed um couldn't get towed until saturday morning um and i I say organized to get towed my old man's coming with a tow bar so it was was free um but uh just before he turned up i was like right i'm gonna get everything sorted out make sure i've not got anything that i need left in the car and all of that um jumped in and was like i'm just gonna just check to see if it's still doing the same thing and it starts no issue whatsoever <laughs> fucking fuming so but i was like right well the, the, obviously the battery's fucked and you know it dipped below voltage and that's fucked with the computer or something took it in uh to the garage anyway like drove it in uh they phoned me today they were like yeah we've checked everything we can on it and it's all fine the battery's fine check the thing on the battery oh it's all good nothing wrong i was like okay great in which case i'll uh i'll pop in tomorrow with some cash for you then thinking like they're, they're gonna have spent like a good hour or so at least on it so i'm gonna have to pay at least the fucking hourly rate and um chris just went to be honest mate we didn't really do anything so i'm gonna charge you for that we literally plugged it plugged it in and checked a few bits and that was it we didn't actually do any work we tightened up a couple of bolts that was it <laughs> Uh, so yeah don't worry about it yes this is why i keep going back to you as a garage um had you tried turning it off and on again exactly well that's the thing is i did i fucking unplugged the cunt and it still didn't want to work um but yeah so that was kind of good news bad news with that um the other thing that happened uh was a little while ago i was speaking to dr morty and he happened to have a i think this is yeah this was a random hangout that i set up because i was doing some work on illustrator and was like if you want to come and hang out come and hang out and posted it in a couple of the uh whatsapp groups um and it was quite a nice little hangout just a chat i think on a saturday night or something and talking to dr morty about cameras uh and he was like, oh, yeah, because I've got this spare one that was in a lot of other stuff that he bought. And he didn't really know. Dr. Molly has spare equipment. 
I know, right? It's got multiples of everything. Multiples. Um, yay! Uh, and he um, he very generously donated it, which of course I instantly forgot about. So when I got home the other night, and there was this random box uh, on um, my doorstep that had hashtag films not dead written on the side, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I opened it up and was like, oh, "Yay!" Uh, so yeah. Um, Big thanks to Dr. Morty, and I'm going up to London next week uh, with it and some Cine Steel 800T, and hopefully going to take some nice photos of some nice cars uh, with the new camera, which I'm quite excited about. Why nice. is someone, someone's trying to ring me? Hang on. Not that. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, it's it's just been work, 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 work. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. Um, Fantastic, and that segues beautifully into <laughs> our topic. I, well, I suppose like the the only other thing that I've been doing is just being fucking busy and not having time to to do stuff. And because of that, it means that I'm constantly running late for everything, which means that occasionally these guys have to wait for me. Which segues beautifully into our topic of wait. There, are you happy with that? I mean, there's there's been times in the past where you've you've really scraped the bottom of the fucking barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting Every a long week. time for a segue that bad, <laughs> which segues beautifully. There into, we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, I, I was I was I've been spending a lot of time the past couple of weeks at work specifically, um, waiting on other people. And Brett, I know that with the everything in the house and the kind of um, municipal sign-offs, there's a huge waiting game to be played and a lot of patience required. Um, and we we never really talk about it. We never really talk about having to... I mean, patience is a virtue, but sometimes it's a good thing to, to have to wait. You know, we're living in a world of instant gratification and you know the need to just react all the time mm -hmm. um and i hate to wait but sometimes i see the benefit in it and i'd just love to know how it affects you guys steve obviously you live in a sort of 13th century idyllic world where life moves as slow as thick honey dripping off the back of a, <laughs> a slug um but some of us need to actually get shit done. So I'm just wondering if <laughs> what your take on, on, on having to wait for things is. I mean, it's, so you say that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, fuck you. Um, I, I tend to always like have, like something else on so i'm constantly like, there was a discussion at work uh, a little while back where basically there was a comment made about the fact that at the end of the day uh, i'm like always the the first one out the door like i'm rushing out the door all the time and it's like that's because i've normally got stuff on like and after work's <laughs> finished i want to get on and do the other stuff like and essentially it was a comment about the fact that i don't ever lock the gate and i'm like that's because jimmy makes a fucking sandwich and 
chills out and relaxes after work because he's got a like 45 minute drive so he he likes to take his time he likes to decompress before he gets in the car and drive off like if if that was ever an issue and jimmy wanted to get on and didn't want to lock the gate then yeah i'd quite happy to um but yeah so i'm i i do find myself uh like constantly on the go but i'm very it's very rare that i'm waiting on other people because i'm always the one that's late because <laughs> i'm very bad at time um so yeah i i guess i'm I, I tend to be more a case of waiting on like waiting on stuff that i've ordered or waiting for stuff to cool down or waiting for the glue to dry or whatever and i i think because of the fact that i'm bad at time and bad at um just stopping and relaxing and, w- and waiting for stuff uh i have a habit of being really impatient and like trying to sand resin down before it's fully cured or um picking things up while they're still too hot and just like, <laughs> like the amount of times i've had uh, i forged a knife and i'm just like just touching it with the back of my fingers to see if it's still hot and just burning all of the back of my fingers and then just getting water and just kind of like dripping it on and seeing how much it steams. I'm like, can I, can I quench that? Yeah. Like, and it, it, there's, there's an ongoing rule that, or ongoing thing, like that if it's hot, if it's cold enough to touch it, it's cold enough to quench it. So if, if you can pick it up and hold it for more than like 10 seconds, then it's cool enough. You can quench it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really bad at waiting because I'm incredibly impatient and <laughs> I just, I, I get bored and I get distracted. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go over there and do the thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, and I don't know how to get better at waiting because, like I say, with projects and stuff, that's that's where I really struggle. Like, in life, it doesn't really matter so much because I'm... like The only time I, ever, I really have to wait on stuff is, like, if I'm traveling and I'm waiting between connections and stuff like that. And genuinely, I think that's why I like traveling um, because it's like forced downtime um yep i I feel you and yeah like i i don't know what it is but i genuinely quite like just sitting in a train station and like i've got 45 minutes between trains it's like you know what i'm just gonna sit grab a coffee sit on a platform and just chill and relax like i'm not i'm not sat scrolling through my phone i'm not like messaging everyone or doing whatever i can literally just sit and just people watch and just and it's really like I really enjoy that forced downtime whereas when I'm working on something it's like it almost feels like that thing is holding me up and I really struggle then to not just because it like it <laughs> I suppose with like the travel stuff it's it's outside of my control where it's yes. inside of my control I'm very bad at waiting because mm-hmm. I'm a terrible person I was going to point that out Specifically, the difference. <laughs> well, I'm a terrible be- person. Yeah, I was. Well, well it wasn't going to. You added that on, and I was already. Anyway, <laughs> so the difference between those two, right? Where you're having to wait because of other people involved, or you're waiting on, I don't know, the steel to cool down or something like that. So you're not being forced to wait for the train. It's just kind of like a necessary action, right? And it's it's not like you are being uh, like you're obligated to sit and wait in this exact spot. You don't necessarily have to do that, but you're okay with the idea that this period of time nothing's going to get done traveling. 
But why is it that the impatience seems to come out when you're specifically trying to achieve something, right? So you get how you handle those forced downtimes is that that's the confusing part to me. Like, why are you okay doing these? I don't know. Anytime you have to travel and wait somewhere for four hours because you like saved saved a little bit of money between the flights and things like that. It just happened to me, right, going out to Ann's. It was like I had to find a pretty inexpensive ticket, and it it meant that I was going to have a big layover uh, in Phoenix. But I was okay with it because of whatever the amount of variables yeah. that went into that decision-making. It's something very different than what Al's bringing up with me with the county and the permitting stuff. I literally can't do anything. I have no control about my forced downtime. And I don't get to influence it at all. So do you do you think you look at the having to wait for the steel to cool down or having to wait for whatever fucking example you just used? Is that the biggest difference? That like you cannot control the downtime or you cannot change what happens during that downtime? You could technically put that piece of steel like in front of a fan or, or maybe figure out a way to cool it down faster. But you just kind of accept that it's a necessary evil of smithing. At the train station, you don't get to do shit. It's not like you can go, hey, if I throw you a fiver, could you show up a little bit earlier? That's not going to happen. I think, I think it's more like it's because it's, it's an environmental thing. So I'm, I'm in the workshop. I'm in productivity mode. And I'm being forced to not be productive. Like, yes, there's always other things you can do and, and all of that. But, you know, I'm, I'm working on a task and I'm like the way that my brain works is I'm focused on this task. I want to complete it, but I can't because I've got to wait. And it's it's that whole thing of um, it, it's an unfinished task, whereas traveling, it's it's an ongoing thing. It's fine. It's, it's forced downtime or whatever. But with um, with a project or anything like that, forced downtime is it's an unfinished task that just niggles in my head. Like if I know that it's, it's going to be like a, a glue up or a epoxy set or paint drying or whatever. And it's going to be at least like six hours. say. Mm. like I've got to leave it overnight. Then as long as I get to that point, that's fine. Like it's, it's that pause during a period of productivity that breaks the, breaks the flow breaks the momentum i suppose that's that's probably it it's momentum keeping like i i spend a huge amount of um time in work like or we, we all spend a huge amount of time in work like trying to keep momentum going at all times um so having that that break in momentum is really off-putting and really distracting and really mm -hmm. frustrating yeah um there's 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 something which i've obviously never learned because it's about maturity but it's that th th those 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 downtimes where you're waiting for things, being able to flip that round and see that as a, a potential opportunity to do something else. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden it's no longer frustrating. Like I'm having to wait for the fucking thing to cool down, or the fucking epoxy to set off, or that I can't do another coat because it hasn't dried yet. And you just sat yeah. there going, "Ah, speed up, hurry up!" Like come on. it's like, no, 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 that's that's potentially time to do something else yeah and and i never i never see it that way as, as obvious as it is when you say it yeah. out loud you i can't flip it around but like if i'm doing something quite literal in that respect 
like copying something from a hard drive. Yeah. Right. That will t- that takes a, a quantifiable, like finite amount of time. Yeah. And it even tells you how long it's going to take. It lies, but it tells you how long it's going to take. Right. <laughs> thirty-two years, six minutes. So I know I've got thirty-two years and six minutes before that's copied over. So I can go and do something else in that thirty-two years and six minutes. Yeah. And I, and when it's when it's like that, I get really good at it. And I'm like, that'll take me that long, so I can go and do this, and I come and I come back. Has it finished? I'll check up, come back, do this, and I'm really practical with that waiting time. But when it's something that's like on my terms, and I'm doing it, and I'm waiting, mm. all it does is frustrate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I I even struggle with that uh, that like I know it's going to be 32 minutes because mm. I get waylaid and sidetracked and forget. <laughs> about Oopies candy. The, yeah, exactly. I completely forget about the thing that's going. Like, I think the only time I can do it is if I'm like if I put something in the oven and I set a timer. And it can be like, right, I've got 25 minutes or I've got an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the laundry away or do the hoovering or whatever. Like I, I can, I know that the, that there is small tasks that can be achieved in that time and I can run off and do them. Um, but I think, yeah, because cause we, we discussed it at work before. Like, and because I was like, oh, well, you know, if you've got, tw- if you've got two minutes between heats, like whilst you're waiting for something to heat up, you can go and polish one skewer. Like I, like no, like that's it's it's too much of a break from what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. it like that breaks the momentum just as much as anything else, mm-hmm. and yeah, I find like doing different like it, I think what you kind of said is it it's got to be a a fairly decent chunk of time. Like if I know that yeah, it's going to be two hours for that glue to set, I can go, I can go off and I can do something else for two hours. If it's going to be 20 minutes then I'm just going to spend the whole time being like I want to do the thing I want to do the thing why can't I do the thing <laughs> and yeah I, I just really struggle concentrating on another task because my brain is just focused on the original task and how mm-hmm. long until I can actually do it if that makes sense it does I I think you bring up a really solid point though where um, in past jobs, the office jobs specifically, would always be like, well, that's going to take 20 minutes. Go do something else, right? Go, go do yeah. one-tenth of a project. You know, like, that's really not optimal. Like, and some people don't see it that way, right? They, they want to try and fill every minute of every hour of every day. Um, and when the bosses are involved, it's like, if I don't see you working, why do you work here? I think when it comes to our own time, um, I'm often burdened with the idea that like I could do 20 or 30 different things throughout the day and then just take little breaks and jump around between stuff. But it is, I have learned over the years that that's a really inefficient use of my time. And I am better off focusing on one thing as much as I can start to finish. Um, and that will better optimize my time going forward. So if I can yeah. say, today, I'm going to start and finish a project, right? We've talked plenty about uh, making to-do lists and marking things off and the little serotonin kick you get from that. But these these larger projects, these larger format projects that I've been working on recently, including the house, is just, it's really difficult to get to get a healthy perspective on it. I, I keep looking at it and I'm like, well, I didn't finish it today. Well, of course you didn't. You've done 12 hours of work on it and there's still more to do. 
you you do not have the capacity or the energy to see that to its completion in one day. Mm. And that's really difficult for me to not see things um, completed in what I deem an efficient timeline. I don't like that. I started the tentacle project and the gigantic thing that it is. I started that and then I took a break and did the thing at Ann's and now I'm coming back and I'm like putting everything back together and trying to get focused again. I'm having a hard time. I'm looking at the pieces sitting out there and I'm like, well, you're not going to weld yourselves. I wish you could, but I know that I've got three or four more solid days of work on it. Yeah. And I took I put a break in the middle of it thinking it was going to be like super healthy. Just like take a little breather, come back, you'd be super motivated. Well, now it's 100,000 degrees outside. I got really upset cuz I didn't see Gary's the first day that I was over here and I thought they all left, so I like cleaned and put peanuts out. So I have this way of like not really being able to um I can't step away for too long and I also yeah. can't finish things that cannot be finished that fast, right? So I, it's almost like I get deterred or, or a little distracted when things... Yeah. I get a little distracted when things take too long, quote, yeah. Yeah. unquote. But also putting a break in the middle of it and be like, well, that fucks Steve, everything fuck up too. Just wait and let Brett speak. <laughs> Go on. I was going to say, like, I, I think a good example of that, though, is someone like Jimmy doing the, the canoe build. Like the fact that he's like, no, I... It's going to take fucking months, but I know as long as I achieve X every day, like putting two strips on every day, like that's that's the goal. And I think like that's a good way with bigger projects like that is saying like is that whole thing of breaking it down and being like, right, OK, yes, it's going to be X amount of time. But you, you know, you know that you're going to get to a certain point where you've got to wait for the glue to dry. You've got to wait for the thing to or you wait for steel to turn up or whatever. So you make sure that you've got those tasks set up so that 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 break point is kind of like completion point as well. So you set your day up so that that becomes a, a thing. But mm-hmm. one of the other things that you said, which um, triggered me when you said about like the boss com- coming in and complaining, like I'm sure Al, you've heard it from shitty bosses that ran pubs in the eighties, the whole, oh, if there's time to lean, there's time to clean. And like the fact that if you're in a, like working behind a bar, if, if there's a break from serving customers, then you should be cleaning stuff. And but that 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 got that got to the point where you were cleaning stuff that was already clean, just yeah, because exactly. somebody said that and and yeah. implying that you have to physically be moving yeah. in order to have value. Exactly. It's like no, and, if anything, I'm just wearing out your glass yeah. and wasting <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking cleaning wasting, supplies. Yeah, I'm like, costing you money if I do anything. Yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like there is always like jobs that need doing, but it gets to the point where it's like diminishing returns mm. and and i do think that in so many situations that waiting that kind of forced downtime is a really useful thing because you can go actually you know what yeah i'm i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna take a back seat i'm just gonna take a bit of a breather because it's far too easy to just um to keep going like go and make yourself a cup of tea go and drink some water refill your fucking bottle hydrate like it's have a snack or whatever like it it's very love snacks easy to um to get too focused on on what you're doing and not take that break so those those periods of waiting can be productive if you want to call it that mm-hmm. yes 
Um, I just want to go back to something that you said, Steve, about like um, being the first out the door. Yeah. As if, like, first of all, there's this horrific fucking mentality in England where you're only a valuable employee if you stay late. Yeah. But the actuality of that is you're not good enough to do your job in the time allocated. So for some reason, you're fucking hanging around. Yeah. Um, it was hilarious in, in Amsterdam. Everyone just left at five o'clock. It's like, yep. I've done my job, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, too fucking right. Yeah. Um, and there was always this like thing of like, ooh, ooh, you want to promise tonight? You know, have you, you got plans? It's like, I, no, I just don't want to fucking be here. Like, yeah. like I've, I've just spent fucking nine hours here. I, I spend more of my life here than anywhere else. I don't want to spend yeah. any fucking more of it. Like, I have, I have other things to do. Believe it or yeah. not, this isn't, this isn't my life. Um, and it, the same springs. I'm going to sound like a fucking sociopath here more than usual. Um, the, I don't think that's my, possible. My so imagine I'm lying on the back of my driveway, welding the sills underneath a car, right? Yep. And there's a certain type of person that will just come up and start talking to you, like a neighbour. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it's friendly and interested. It's like, does it look like I'm doing something? Does it look <laughs> like I'm doing something that like I need or want to do? And I'm just having to stop what I'm needing or wanting to do. <laughs> to like what entertain you or talk to you yeah. it's like and, and it yeah it's pleasant and like i enjoy interaction but like I, i'm i'm having to wait until you and and many many people have said this to me in my life they've just said are you waiting for me to stop talking and yes. i'm like for yes you just came <laughs> over and started talking to me and i was obviously doing something can you fuck off like if you want to chat invite me over for a brew no problem yeah. but otherwise like all you're doing is stopping me from doing what i'm trying to do but do you know what's even more fucking frustrating is the amount of times that i like it happens at work it happens fucking everywhere like where you're in the middle of doing something and someone needs to ask you a question so say they they want to know where something is or whatever but it's like you're literally in the middle of a, a heat or a whatever like and you're like doing the pans or whatever and holding things like in a really awkward way and you've got fucking headphones in and all this and someone comes in and just instantly starts talking to you it's like can you not just wait 30 seconds until i'm finished doing this thing and then i can take my ear defenders off and actually listen to what you're saying because at the moment you're just talking at me I can't fucking hear you, and I'm in the middle of doing something that I'm trying to like put like my concentration in on. And when I fuck it up, you're gonna turn around and be like, "Oh, you're a fucking idiot." You See, this this, like, this yeah, is just gonna turn into a rant about episodes about other people because <laughs> that that springs to mind. There's there's like a, a, a I don't want to say trend. There's probably a different word for it now. A video on the internet, and it's like someone walking up to someone with headphones on, and say and asking what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. And most of the people are saying nothing. I just don't want people to come up to me in the street and talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> and but and I do that. I put headphones yeah. in when I'm walking mm-hmm. down the street because I don't want people to come up to me. But yeah. even that, even then, you're not safe. Yeah, like <laughs> genuinely, I was in, uh, and this is like during the height of the pandemic as well. So everyone's fucking masked up, and I've got headphones in, a mask on. I think I might have even had like my cap turned round and like. Down I was inside like, a Zorb and yeah. people were still <laughs> yeah. Like very much fucking like obviously just don't fucking talk to me sort of thing. And um 
at the till at Morrison's. And this guy just tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, what are you listening to, mate? I'm like, music. Fuck off. Why are you talking to me? Leave me alone. Do you want to pace my shit? Go home and sit in the dark. Fuck off. This is hilarious. We're, we're talking about waiting. You know what grinds my gears about people talking well, I to did, me? I did say last week we should have a what grinds my gears episode. Maybe this should yes. You know what grinds my gears is waiting. Also, now we're talking about other things. I, I think uh, the experiences that we all share with like you're in the middle of doing something and somebody's not asking you to wait they're asking you to full on stop wait. i'm just waiting you waiting for you to stop talking <laughs> not you i mean the person <laughs> in the scenario <laughs> but also you it's more it's more fun if i take umbrage with it uh yeah like how do you Rachel how do you callback. oi <laughs> how do you end up dealing with the people where you're like no you wait you know <laughs> i don't i don't like being told to wait if i'm in the middle of something but then how do you how do you not just turn around immediately and be like you wait your fucking turn i'm busy See, right no now. That, that i don't mind i don't yeah. mind waiting for something yeah so if if i want something i don't mind waiting for it it's when i'm doing something i'm having to wait <laughs> that's yeah. the bit that really fucking gets me so mm. if I'm go- if I go to a restaurant, oh, there's an hour wait, Mister Halfpenny. It's fine. It's how long it takes. I'm going to enjoy it. You know, the car's not I... ready, Mister Halfpenny. It'll have to wait till Friday. That's fine. You're providing me a service. I'll wait. Yeah. But if I'm trying to do something which should be under my control and I should be able to carry yeah. on with it, and I'm having to fucking wait because of a, a auxiliary circumstance, that's what gets me. Yeah. See, like, so this this I, come go ahead, Steve. I was just gonna say, like, because I like it's. I think a lot of it as well depends on the, the thing or the person that is interrupting that workflow and what's making you wait. So say, like, I know you said, uh, like, how do you tell someone like, can you just wait whilst I do this? Like, <laughs> if, if it's the guys at work because I work with them all the time, um. Like I can either just flat out ignore them whilst I'm doing the thing, and that that happens quite a lot, and, and we all do it to each other, and to the point where like most of the time we'll kind of go up and we'll just stand like in their peripheral vision so they know we're there, they can finish the heat, they can finish doing whatever, and then they'll like take mm-hmm. points off and be like, yes, what can I help you with? Um, but occasionally, like we everyone fucking does it, like just go straight in and be like, Joe, do you know where the thing of the stuff is? And just like just ignore me and carry on doing what he's doing and then just what um oh but, but it seems so passive aggressive to do that that's that's the part oh, that yeah, i don't no, like is when you go uh excuse me i know that that like we we like accentuate that and do it on purpose <laughs> and uh or we just flat out and just turn around fuck off i just carry on doing what we're doing I'm like i'll give you i'll be there in a minute just fuck off leave me alone and it's that understanding of like they're doing a thing like if I was in their situation, I would probably feel the same way. So I'm not going to take offense to them telling me to fuck off. Um, but it's not. And obviously, you can't do that to, like, if I'm at a, uh, a festival and some child comes up and starts asking me, asking me a question whilst I'm in the middle of the heat. I can't turn around and tell them, fuck off, because they're going to cry <laughs> and then they're going to tell their mum. But what you can do is just be like, just give me one sec, bud. That's it. Like you just say, one sec. I'm just going to quickly finish this, and I will be right with you. So there's, there's and it's having those canned responses. There's merit in that. 
because weight. All right, I think you've nailed it, Steve. This always happens. I love this. Oh, there we go. go. It's the unknown, right? Waiting is not the fucking problem. It's the unknown. How long am I going to wait? Yeah. You know, I don't mind waiting. What I do mind is if I don't know how long it's going to be. So, so that reassurance of you just going, just hang on a minute. I'm just finishing this. Just finishing your mum or whatever you were doing. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Then the kid's going to be like, oh, sweet. He's going to talk to me next. Yeah. But if you're like, wait, the kids are going to be like, nah, fuck that. I'm got, I'm off. (laughs) So I think that, I think you've cracked it, Steve. I think the the thing that, that gets me is if I don't know how long I'm waiting. Mm hmm. Do you, well, do you want that that kind of uh, that clarification on how long it's going to be? You want that Windows, even if it's thing. vague, even if it's yeah. you know this will be. I, I won't get that. Till, I won't get to that till tomorrow. Let's talk about it in the evening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you used to go to Argos and you used to get the the number and you'd be like order six three nine. Yeah. So you'd sit down, you'd look up, and you go right. Well, it's on order. 22 <laughs> yeah like, i'm gonna be waiting a while or you'd sit down and be like well there are, i've only got two numbers to wait so i should pay attention mm-hmm. and you know like i suppose that thing is it's like how um uh like ready to go you need to be like that that kind of um what's the fucking word how uh i don't fucking know i can't think of the word you go brett i'll shout the word out in a minute yeah do it right in the middle of me talking and i'll wait yeah uh, I think what you're getting at, uh, I'm interpreting it as a, a larger statement on just communication of whatever kind of data you can collect, right? So if you go to a restaurant, like you said earlier, and uh, the wait staff, which this happens all the time, is like, it could be a 30-minute wait, you know, if, if you don't mind just waiting. You go, Absolutely, no problem. I would like to eat here. 30 minutes is not a big deal. I can fill that time. But if I'm then still sat there 45 minutes, an hour, two hours later, and no one's talked to you or updated you or whatever, yes, it's the unknown, but also just like you kind of lied and that's a problem. Uh, And it's the, I feel like it's the same thing that happens. Say you order something online and it's like, oh, it'll be there in two days. Well, of course you get frustrated if it's a week later because you're like that. What you communicated with me was not true, yeah. you know, and if I, if I was able to kind of prepare or, or put it in my brain that this length of time, this amount of waiting, whatever, then I get the thing that I want. If using Al's example is again, if I message Steve about like, Hey, can we have a quick phone call about something? And then he says, yes. And then four weeks later he comes back and says, Right. I've been busy. I don't really feel like he's made me wait. It's more of a... Uh, he said yes. He had, <laughs> he had other shit to do, and he said yes. Which is like, as far as communication goes, we will talk. There was no designated amount of time. I have no reason to get frustrated or upset because there was a promised window. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I, I know I'm just like giving you shit, Steve, but... This is something uh, yeah, that happens so regularly, especially through... Uh, <laughs> especially with Steve. <laughs> no, 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 not with Steve. Not with Steve. No, with social media and the kind of instant yeah, yeah. gratification that we reference all the time where you reach out to somebody and you're like, I hope I don't have to wait very long for them to reply back to me. Yeah. And what if 
what if two weeks goes by and like you still haven't heard anything back? Do you start making judgments and go, well, fuck them. Like, I guess I'm not going to wait here forever. I'll just move on, you know, whatever. Hopefully, hopefully if you were messaging somebody to ask, uh, what kind of spray paint to use you could like sort it out yourself if they don't instantly get back to you but i think i think the main thing i'm picking up from all of this and it is something that i'm absolutely uh, guilty of is that i'm such a data-driven person and I, I really like just knowing what's going on or, or having some kind of communication given to me that i don't want to say promise but like if you can kind of set me up for a wait time. Yeah. I want to know that that's being adhered to. And then you will communicate otherwise if that changes. That, I don't have to be in control of it. I, I know very often I'm not in control of like how, how long I have to wait for things. I can't call the county every day and just be like, has anything changed? Has anything changed? I'm just going to become yeah. a bother to them. But there has been multiple times over these two years where they go, We'll reply to your email within 48 hours. And you go, no problem. And then three weeks has gone by. And they're like, we're a little busy and there's a large wait list right now. They didn't say which 48 hours. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I I get frustrated, but I also have to be understanding and I have to like be patient. And this exercise of patience versus the waiting and trying to be a decent person and not piss anybody off. And it's it's a really fine balance in there between like, oh, just be patient. Just be patient. Steve's working right now. Don't don't expect that he'll answer you because you asked him a question yeah. about what knife to grind. Or, Al, I can only imagine during not only your current job, but in the restaurant industry in the past, it's like, hey, uh, we got people sitting at their table. When's the food done? If anybody ever asks a cook that while they're in the middle of making food, you're like, I am so good, and I can cook this entire meal in six minutes. And you're pressuring me that it's taking too long. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You can wait. The table yeah. can wait. Oh, they, yeah. they will be. They will wait longer now that you've asked. Yeah. The <laughs> there you 100%. go. I'm gonna put this under the heat lamp, and it'll fucking wait. Yeah. But this I, I think... this whole aspect of like waiting versus patience versus communication. Like, mm-hmm. what are you privy to in terms of knowing how long you have to wait? Whether or, or why? Or why? True. Why am I waiting yeah. so long? All oh, right, and that, that I mean. I hate to go into the restaurant thing, but I deliberately, when I built a restaurant, had an open kitchen. Yeah. Was never asked that question. Nobody yeah. ever asked, where's my food? Because they could fucking it, see <laughs> yeah. who was cooking it and how long it was taking. It's funny. I was about to say exactly the same thing, like, but with regards to the cocktail stuff. Like, when, um, when, when I was doing the cocktail bars, like, we there would be a longer wait at the bar because you were getting a cocktail. And, if people understood why, then they were a lot more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was just, you know, because uh, we did table service as well, and the table service people used to get really shitty about the fact that like, why am I, why are my drinks taking so fucking long? Really, you've only got to walk to the bar and back. It's like no, the drinks have got to be made as well, dickhead. And um, but if people were stood at the bar and they could see that you know there was four other people waiting for drinks and each drink took however long it took to make, like they were far more forgiving of the fact that actually yes this is a nice drink but it's taking like however long to make like there's there's a reason that i'm waiting and it's it's worth Mm -hmm. it and i don't mind because i'm my expectations have been set rather than 
I ordered a drink and I think it should be here by now. So why isn't it? Sort of <laughs> Absolutely. Then it's just your opinion. And nobody gives a shit about your opinion. Uh, I think um, one thing I've discussed a few times in the past with various people is the idea that um, like if you, were, if you were a good patron, say at this bar, Steve, and you knew the situation, um, you understood that it was going to take a little bit longer to maybe get your alcoholic beverage, but could there be some kind of like side lane where you go, I just want a Coke? Yeah. That's it. You know, no, can we, I just we, get one of those? those? We've had those at bars yeah. where it's just like, yeah. if you just want a pint, come at this yeah. specific till. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is where I've gotten into problems in the past with, you know, I'll bring up the house thing again, where it's like, hey, I'm, I understand I'm on the giant wait list of people that are putting in for these permits right now. But like, remember... I, I, I just need someone to like reply to this email with how much I owe for the permit. Like I'm just here to pay, yeah. right? It's I'm I'm here to pay for my pint. I'm here to pay for my coke. Yeah. I'm not here to deal with the very long conversation. Not here to make a fuss. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. Um, so so this idea that I feel like there should be more options available. This comes down a lot to the uh, flying and traveling thing, where I'm like. I understand lines. I understand queues and having to wait for things. And like first class people pay more and they get to go on first and they have the big seats. I understand all of that. But if you're a good traveler in the sense that like you are never causing problems, you travel light and don't bring a giant bag that you're like, no, it'll totally fit in the overhead. And you're like, absolutely not. It will not. And you'll just cause problems. And then you'll get really frustrated that they have to check your luggage and then you'll get really angry and be a kerfuffle. The idea that you could be an efficient, I don't know, a person that exists and, and good patron of a bar or a restaurant or something like that. I love the idea of these fast lanes, but not in the sense that you're like pay to play, right? Yeah. You can go to Disney World. If you guys know about this, you can go to Disney World and you like pay for this fast lane pass. Yeah. And it just means that it's another line that you pay for uh, just to go past other people. But then everybody starts paying the extra money for that. So then it just like stacks up again. I don't like the idea of I, I feel like I'm a pretty efficient guy. I feel like I know what I'm looking for and I'm, I'm happy to wait for the thing. But if I'm maybe I have like a proven track record or I'm able to come in and and kind of offer something to this situation, like how fucking good I am, and I waited very long, and like I'm, I will not cause as many issues. I would like there to be some kind of like positive feedback or or, or a different option that shows some kind of return, right? On on like valued customers. If you were a good traveler that just came on with a backpack every time, yeah, oh, and you could I've somehow got all confirm my stuff that. Out for security, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. you know, yeah. my passport's open I mean, on the right page. Let me through. <laughs> That's it. There is there is the the thing um, where you know if you're a regular in a bar, like we used to get regulars that would they literally walk in the door. I knew what they were drinking. I knew that they were good for it, and I could be in the middle of serving like sixteen different people, but I know that you know oh, Ted's coming in and he's like, he's going to have a Newcastle Brown. Right, I can grab that out of the fridge. I can grab a glass. I can put it to one side because I know that Ted will quite happily sit there with his pint. And they just pay for it when I've got a chance. And I can go up to him and be like, that's 250 
and he'll just go, yeah, there you go. And it's, it's done. It's that quick interaction because there's that mutual understanding. But I think that is something that has to be built up um, with a person. Like, I don't. Think yeah, that's such a it. personal exchange. Yeah. I don't think it's something that you can necessarily do uh, on a larger scale because then that it, it becomes a commercial thing and it becomes the kind of thing where people pay to get that that privilege and then like you say it, it becomes a less of a um reward for being good and more of a reward for having money um <laughs> i think the the opposite happens a lot more i think people that are like notoriously difficult and assholes and things like that they will have black marks put against their name and they will get held up a lot more and they will get put to the back of the queue like the amount of times that i've had people that have been um just like obviously queuing to get into a, a pub or a club or whatever and they've been an arsehole and it's like i'm not saying that you're not coming in but you're going to the back of the line because you like that's that's the the smallest form of punishment i can give you without just not letting you in so actually yeah you're being a dick go to the back of the fucking line hmm. whereas someone that's just waiting patiently and like isn't involved it's like yeah you're you're fine you carry on like you'll get in when you get in um but just because they're not being an annoying dickhead doesn't mean that they're gonna queue jump because you know everyone else is they're waiting and it's unfair on the other people that are just sat there waiting um so yeah i think like it's i would definitely encourage everyone to be as like you say as as efficient and as polite and as patient and as in spiffing as possible al do you have an order bizarre bizarre which means brett you are first oh no I why can i only roll my r's when i say brett brett but I don't know, but it makes me feel special. Thanks, you Steve. Are. Uh, so, uh, new news on the um, on the John front. I don't know. That sounds really weird. I didn't prepare for this. Anyway, uh, the guy I always talk about, the the fossil collector gentleman who's got his hand in all the different pots. Uh, he just sent me a message yesterday to confirm that the Western Flyer project that has been a very long and expensive project uh rebuilding john steinbeck's uh like journey ship thing whatever it's called the western flyer and so the western flyer foundation is uh yeah they've been working on rebuilding this boat and it's a absolute work of art and it's it's beautiful craft i think i talked about it a long time ago when it was kind of um in progress but they're hmm. launching it tomorrow so like this is the big holy crap it's been a lot of time and energy and money and, and crafts people involved in getting this project done and they're going to launch it tomorrow nice. so if anybody wants to follow along um there is westernflyer.org is where you can kind of read up and, and do more research if you'd like um the they have an Instagram and a Facebook and a Twitter and all the other social media things, but it's a really exciting project just for, honestly, I'm looking at uh, their YouTube channel as well, 
where they've been showing how the guts are actually getting put back together and the materials they're using and all the crap that goes into it. So there is a ton to get into if you're interested. Uh, but we're all very excited for launch day. So by the time this episode comes out, there'll be a fucking boat in the water now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which means you, by the time this episode comes out, you won't have to wait for it to be launched. Hey. Uh, Al. What about you? Dragon. You, you said bizarre. Oh, bizarre. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can't oh spell. Uh, yeah, I see what you did there. That was very, very good. Um, I am going to... I'm, I'm basically, I'm doing a brat. Uh, so, Morty sent me the camera. And he has a second Instagram account, uh, which is more based on the analog stuff so the film photography and a couple of other bits as well uh there's only nine posts on there so far one of which is a cat and who doesn't love cats um shut up (laughs) dickhead (laughs) yeah uh and it is hype mundane not cats yes yeah uh hype mundane uh i don't know the story behind the the name but yeah if you like film photography and analog stuff go give it a follow if you like multi go give it a follow because that it looks like there's going to be quite some some quite interesting stuff on there i'm quite excited to see what he does with it um but also more than that he was on this week's i suppose by the time this comes out last week's um two-thirds focused uh and it was really good i definitely think that they that, that just everyone that that has a podcast should get uh morty on more often because he is a extremely knowledgeable chap um who can just pull facts like just pluck them straight out of his head it's a thing that i'm incredibly jealous of but like he can just remember things and just pull them without having to stop and think about it and without having to rack his brains going what the fuck is that way he's incredibly just... young Stephen. he's not that young he's younger than we are <laughs> well yeah this is true yeah but even when i was young i couldn't like not not like that he's yeah um but yeah uh if you don't know morty he's a, a lovely gentleman uh he's very intelligent very knowledgeable um and i'm going to stop saying nice things about him now because that's that's enough niceties for one lifetime um so yeah uh hype mundane on the instagram um yeah that's it uh al now it's your turn i'm gonna do a sort of sort of re-spiff but it's sort of a half and half spiff because it's a spiff within a spiff yeah so i spiffed the red letter media youtube channel years ago Yes. their pithy reviews um, and their format of the show which is nice and different and they have different different types of video for different content and it's, it's just a good channel if you don't follow Red Light Media follow Red Light Media but specifically their review of so review is a, sh- is a show they do on their channel where it's actually typed review so it's R colon view and it's about revisiting old classic films so they'll do a review of Predator or a review yeah. of Event Horizon. Two classic films there. Um, 
and this the most recent review is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <gasps> and <gasps> yes, it's as good as you remember when it's a kid. Yeah, it's better than when you remember it as when it's a kid. It's a yep. fucking amazing film. Yeah, with amazing cinematography, like groundbreaking, bonkers, madness, stupid cinematography, and and just things that Robert Zemeckis just invented that no one would ever care about but he wanted it to happen in the film yeah and you only see it for a second but it's like that wouldn't have happened unless and and it's just an incredible feat of gloriousness and it's a funny (laughs) film it's a brilliant film it's got Bob Hoskins in Um, so yeah but so does Super Mario Brothers so has uh Danny the Dog, aka Unchained, <laughs> with Jet Li, which is a good film. With Jet Li, yeah. Wow. Um, back when just named Bob Hoskins movies now. <laughs> um, yeah. So first and foremost, rewatch Roger Rabbit. Uh, but if you haven't got as long, you can watch the one hour and fourteen minute review of Red Letter <laughs> Media's <laughs> review of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, yeah, there you go. Spiff within his biff. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. I want to get off this call so I can go watch Roger Rabbit now because it's such a fucking good film. Can you remember when Space Jam came out and everyone was like, oh, it's amazing. It's the first time that you've ever mixed like animation with live action. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. So yeah. there's a few they, films they, that did that. They, Most they, famously they, they being cover Roger this Rabbit. quite uh, fervently in the review. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> About comments like that, and it's like no, brilliant. Some asshole who didn't know what they were doing made Space Jam. <laughs> and it's wank. Brilliant. I I, I want to watch it even more now. Um, yeah, that is a fucking fantastic uh, shout because it's been at least like three years since I last watched Roger Rabbit, so I am definitely due a, a rewatch um, mm-hmm. or a re- review. Sorry. Yeah, good shout. Uh, is there any other business? There was. There always was. Uh, do, you, do you want me to just like keep talking for a, a, a bit? No, no, it's you think fine. About it I'll, remember, I'll probably just interrupt you in about 13 seconds when I remembered what it is. Okay, uh, let's go with that then. Um, yeah, there's nothing for me. So, wait, was there? No, there was. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. Um... So, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack! There we go. It was worth the wait. Uh, and if you want to find us as a group, then we are FWT Podcast or Fools with Tools in places. Um... Your t-shirt suddenly got very bright then, and I'm not quite sure why. Uh, and it got dark again. <laughs> light duck, light duck. Uh, it's like the the um, the bird with the the wings over its head. Daytime, Eagle. nighttime, daytime. No, the oh the buck, duck, fucking the bird with the daytime, nighttime. Uh, anyway, um, yes, find us there. So until next week, you're you're just gonna have to wait. You're going to have to wait until next week for another episode because it's the waiting thing. There we go. Thanks for that sarcastic enthusiasm. Um, But yeah, uh, we love you. 
and we'll see you then.